0: our podcast with Kirby and Justin and my very noisy printer. Curb, how are you?
1: Doing well, Justin. How about yourself?
0: Curb, I am good. Um, as you know, I just returned from a, a little bit of a, a session to, to drive in Texas, a little bit of a driver training, and uh, enjoyed it thoroughly.
1: Well, I hope you got some uh, good coaching in while you were down there.
0: Well, you know what was really interesting is uh, the first session was in the wet, I was really kind of dreading it, and it turned out to be the, the most fun part of the day.
1: Well, good. Crash yeah. course and uh, car control I bet. huh?
0: It really was. Anyways, curb we're the IndyCar podcast, King Hero IndyCar podcast, so let's dive into hmm. all things IndyCar.
1: Even though sometimes it'd be hard to tell.
0: Sometimes it would be hard to tell, but I like to think that we're giving our listeners just a little bit of a, you know, if they're more kind of IndyCar narrow-minded, we're just giving, you know, we're expanding their horizons a little bit. Let's just dive into a IndyCar subject that um, I think it's fair to say you and I have had far too much debate about already, and that is who is the best woman. IndyCar driver of all time.
1: So, well, so, not, not a very long list, right? Well, I, exactly
0: what I was going to say, Curb. Thank you. Um, first of all, if you had to do the male version of this, of course, we could go on into the early hours over it and eventually come up with Scott Dixon, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Mario,
1: AJ, AJ, Mario, who
0: knows? Why don't we just start with the, the quick list of... Um, who could potentially be in there? Groundbreaking Janet Guthrie, of course, Lynn St. James, Danica, uh Patrick, for those who don't know, Catherine Leg, Simona de Silvestro, uh Sarah Fisher, Milka Duno, and Pippa Pippa Man.
1: And don't forget Anna Beatrice.
0: Oh, and we did forget Swiss, wasn't she?
1: No, I think she's a Brazilian or uh, Argentinian okay. or some South American.
0: Uh, okay. Percent. So let's make our lives easy by just discarding some of them right off the top. Sure. Okay. Anna Beatrice.
1: Nope.
0: Milka Duno.
1: Nope.
0: I mean, prob she might be a, a subject of the worst woman to drive an IndyCar. car. In fact, I think she probably wins hands down. No argument. Pippa, man, I think we're—I hate to say it, Curb, and I know you got a soft spot for her, but I think she's got to go.
1: I don't think she makes the cut on skill. Uh, If pluck were a category, I'd give her high marks, um, but—but no, she doesn't make the cut for this discussion.
0: I love your use of the term pluck, Curb. Takes me back. And uh, I agree.
1: She. I don't, uh, want, I don't want to know where it takes you back to, but uh. <laughs> well, the
0: 1950s, I think, is pretty much where that I think that came from. <laughs> You're right. High on pluck, and so that kind of leaves us with an interesting list: Sarah Fisher, Simona de Silvestro, uh, Lynn St. James, Janet Guthrie. Oh, Danica, of course.
1: Demo, uh, Danica, Catherine Legg.
0: I think I said, mm-hmm. okay, okay, if I did or I didn't, I apologize. Uh, so that leaves that list. So I think we got to go old school here first, Curb. I think it'll just be efficient. Um, let's talk about Janet Guthrie, the groundbreaking uh, first woman to ever race in the 500 uh, versus, say, Lynn St. James. Looking over uh, the statistics for uh, Miss Guthrie. You know, let's face it, Kerb, she never had the best equipment. I mean, at the end of the day, uh for Janet, uh we've got one top five and uh two top tens in five years of uh the USAC slash champ cars statistics. We go to, to Lynn St. James, uh again, kind of a split career between, you know, what technically became the NTT IndyCar Series uh in 1996 so she she basically joined at the age of 49 in the IRL and then had a career uh pre-IRL 92 to 95 in which she had zero top 5s, zero top 10s and zero laps led once the IRL started she was there from 96 to 2000 in which she had zero poles, zero podiums and zero wins and no laps led.
1: Sounds about right.
0: So I think we can say, while uh, these women were probably blazing a trail, that they are certainly not to be considered in the top list. Are you with me on that?
1: Uh, I think you can cross them off the list next, yes.
0: It, it is it, again, a topic for another day, but isn't it just amazing when you think about a 49-year-old woman of of, of a limited background just joining the IRL in '96? And them trying to advertise that league as one of the top, you know, premier racing leagues of the of the day.
1: Well, I think as you pointed out, she had at least raced at Indy in the prior handful of years. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it's just an IRL slam on my part. I mean that, (laughs) you know, look '96. I mean, the, the people they had showing up there and and. You know, claiming that it was some top-notch series—it's just a god, what a joke! And yet, and yet, it took down Champ Car. Well, so now we're down to four, Kerb. We're down to Sarah Fisher, Catherine Legg, Simona Di Silvestro, and Danica. Who do you think is the next easy one to pair off of the list there, Kerb? Uh,
1: my first guess would have been Catherine Legg. I think off before the show started, you shared some. Different statistics with me. I was rather surprised at Sarah Fisher's meager results in the IRL days.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you you look at Sarah Fisher's stats, and they're not particularly good. Two top tens in 2007, and that's pretty much it. Your memory seems to think that it's better, right? Um,
1: She was the most popular driver in the series and that type of thing, and Held up as uh, one of the first legitimate female contenders in open wheel racing. And um, and I guess that's kind of the way I remembered it. But I uh, looking back here at the stats, uh doesn't seem to, to support that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Catherine Legg went on to have uh, and s- continues to have uh, a long career in sports cars. And um, I think it's probably, uh, in the end, accomplished more than, um, than Sarah Fisher, certainly in um, – Bring, bring us down to Danica and Simona, I think is heads and shoulders above the other two.
0: Yeah, I don't I think we're in a different league. And, and look, Catherine Leg, one thing I'll say, I mean they threw her in champ car kind of in the waning days of champ car. I think she was, it was a bit of a Hail Mary. She was not at that point really probably ready to enter the series. You know, I think it was and and considering that, you know, they kind of threw her in the deep end, I think she actually did okay. And Curb, were you with me at Rode America Road when America. she when she went she lost the yeah. back wing and just went what a horrendous accident that was
1: um, barrel roll down the down the straightaway yeah that was pretty uh scary
0: yeah that was a that was not a good accident and uh, so you know I, I think, think she
1: was I think she was their answer to uh, or their response to the Danica phenomenon and so that's why I think she was rushed and let's face it
0: Danica was probably
1: always going to win
0: that contest. <laughs> right. right <laughs> right. Don't make me say more. So that leaves us Simona and Danica and I um Danica for her entire career in in IndyCar uh had a top-notch team and a top-notch car. Simona right. I, I the same can absolutely not be said with Simona and her time in Champ Car. But Curb I'm interested in your view is like In terms of skill, just overall skill, who do you think uh, has the edge here?
1: It's tempting to think, and I think it's highly likely, that Simona is a superior road road course racer. I don't think Danica Patrick gets enough credit for being a good oval driver.
0: I think you're being charitable. I think think as soon as Danica got into the Reunified series, she was clearly kind of over her head. And I'm not so sure the same can be said for Simona. I mean, there were two years they raced together. 2010, 2011, and you know statistics slightly favor Danica, but you know it's not as far as as you think, considering how superior Danica's team was.
1: Like I think we all suspect that Simona is a more skilled driver than Danica, but the fact remains Danica's had a much more successful career than Simona has. There's probably a lot of drivers that people think were good over the years that never quite had the chance that others had, and so I have to reluctantly put Danica on top and uh, say Simona. Would be number two.
0: Okay, you heard it here first from Curb. Danica's on top. <laughs> Next topic. Um, we, it's Sunday and uh, we watched the, uh, or at least we, I think we watched some of the twenty-four of uh, Daytona, twenty-four hours of Daytona Rolex, featuring quite a few IndyCar drivers. Any any comments? Overall impressions?
1: Couldn't help wondering. Roger Pesky felt watching Wayne Taylor win the 24 Hours of Daytona with the same car and drivers he'd had for the last three years when he failed to beat when he failed to beat Wayne Taylor when Wayne Taylor was running the Cadillac.
0: Well, the guy uh, certainly knows how to win a Daytona 24. I think mm, uh, sure. my my I have two comments about the race. One is I would have liked <laughs> I would like to seen Ganassi's team win because I would like to seen uh, Magnussen actually have a victory. Um, right uh, after all those years laboring in formula one and to actually be like on a podium, I think would have been cool thing to see with him. Um, The other thing that was kind of interesting is the, when uh, that tire blew with, you know, what 10 minutes to go or thereabouts um, you know, when they had a chance to win uh, another priceless camera shot to Chip Ganassi. Yeah.
1: They'd interviewed him just a few minutes before that, and he had seemed uh, gregarious, very, very upbeat and uh, optimistic about how things were going to turn out. And uh, so, yeah, the that camera shot of him just tossing the
0: uh, just somehow there's something funny about watching Chip Canassi do that. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it is
1: That's um, for sure. Uh, did you see, uh, let's see Spencer Piggott won uh, his class?
0: Yeah, another, uh, there, there's another former IndyCar coming good.
1: And uh, uh, and on his on his team was Oliver Askew. Right. Will there be a
0: more impassion, please, for Oliver Askew to uh, return to IndyCar? Curb, there were a few uh, driver's announcements last week. I don't think we need to get into those, do we?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Nothing there too exciting. Curb, I, I, I want to end uh, this podcast with, uh, you know, a very important issue that you and i have discussed i think you and i have both lamented uh the fact that formula one seems to have gotten a leg up in its partnerships with netflix drive to survive and and now numerous projects they've got um, regarding um formula one related activities and uh one one in particular caught my particular notice was uh an upcoming uh movie upcoming film called the formula which has a riveting description it's about an american f1 driver that's interesting just for a start right an american f1 driver right how do you get that right we're,
1: we're, we're obviously in fiction territory
0: who was his dad right is the first so. question that comes to mind but Maybe not in the Robert world the hero. not in the world of hollywood yes um who becomes involved with the mafia and is forced to serve as a getaway driver to save his family
1: is this going to be driven all over again curb It certainly uh has the potential based on that description you know and I,
0: Robert starting Robert de Niro, who's definitely made a few stinkers as of late.
1: certainly sounds humorous um makes you wonder if he's gonna rip off some rich heiress hotel and uh, Monaco by night and race by day at the uh, Formula, at the Monaco Grand Prix.
0: Um, I think you know. you'd have to, right? Yeah, I but mean. that That's all part of the, but, and and who knew that the mafia was in such need of such high level of skill services for a getaway driver? Why hire the F1 guy? I mean, couldn't you get away with like, you know, oh, curb, we've stumbled upon it. Oliver, ask you.
1: There's there's plenty of uh, aspiring uh, IndyCar drivers And Formula One drivers uh, to choose from That you could probably use check.
0: I mean, if he doesn't have any uh, moral uh, objections How about the Elf, Zach Veach?
1: There you go Zach Veach, uh, let's see I mean, certainly Sage, these
0: should be Sage, cheaper Sage Caram, how about Sage Caram? Oh, perfect Sage Caram? Oh, I got one even better Get right in Ferrucci He's got an Italian last name, uh, has a little bit of that anger in him that, that he displayed when he was over in Europe. I mean, who, who could be better than that? Santino Ferrucci.
1: You might, Plus, you might have hit on it right there.
0: Well, I mean, you saw him in that ad uh, for the uh, Gateway Race last year for uh, Bomberito Automotive Group. I mean, the kid clearly has acting chops.
1: He's He's been in the wrong career all along.
0: Well. I beg Netflix to look at some of these people um, or to change the storyline to where they hire a IndyCar driver that has fallen out of favor somehow uh, as a more realistic approach than an active F1 driver, American F1 driver, who's clearly, if he's ever going to race in Formula One, has a dad worth billions. I think this is going to be one where you just get a big old bucket of popcorn and just prepare to laugh.
1: (laughs) It can't be as bad as Driven, so. Um,
0: yeah, well, I think it'll be funnier than Talladega Nights, and that's a damn funny movie. We're well into a tight 20 here, and uh, I think we should end it. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think our listeners probably agree, so let's wind it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, that riveting women of IndyCar discussion. Wow.
1: No matter how many times we try it, it just doesn't get any better, does it? <laughs> no,
0: it's... that's It's like our third attempt, and it's still just terrible. Sponsors, uh, South Street Diner, Boston, Massachusetts. Neologic Beer. Golden, Colorado. Can't get any more environmental than Neologic.
1: All right, there you go. Everybody have a good week.
0: Everybody have a good week. Thank you.